Hello, and thanks for joining us on the podcast that discusses all things gaming. Coming to you from the home of Gen Con and the gaming capital of the world, this is The Established Facts. Hello, this is Derek Knutson from The Established Facts here at uh, Gen Con 2014. I am in the exhibit hall with... Shelly Harper. Who is uh, the creator of Conquest, a uh, recently successful uh, Kickstarter. And uh, first thing, uh, Shelly, if you could please describe what the project is, what it's all about. Sure. Um, It's the Conquest Adventure Journal. It's a journal for everything you do at a con. So it's got pages for your autographs, artist sketches, notes, panel notes, cosplay pages. It comes with four sleeves, a business card holder, a zipper pouch, and a Sharpie. And it's all in this handcrafted uh, three-ring binder. Awesome. Now, what made you come up with the idea of creating this, I guess, journal... Uh, everything that you could put for a uh, convention. Right. Well, I was um, at Portland Wizard World in January, and we were there with our T-shirt brand, One Less Nemesis, and I walked by the leather journal booth, and I walked by the hard plastic photo protector booth, and I said, hey, those are pretty busy tables. Has anybody ever made a journal just for cons that you could just stick stuff in while you're waiting in line and then have this great piece that you're you know, all of your stuff is in when you leave the show. And we didn't find anything else like it. So we were like, oh, my God, let's make it. And that's how we got started. Uh, that's great. Now, have you actually uh, used this uh, journal at, at a convention before now? Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of my own stuff was in bags at, like, my, the bottom of my backpack. And I had a manila folder that had all of my photo ops. So um, when we got our first set of them, I started going around and getting the autographs in them. I take a picture of the person signing my book and then slap their picture right below their autograph. It's so cool. And then we um, we never really went to Artist Alley either because we were vendors. And it, it really inspired us to go to Artist Alley and take a picture of the artist, have them draw original artwork in our book, and you know uh, put some of their stickers and artwork in there. And then you have these great, unique pieces all in your journal. So absolutely. Um. How many conventions do you think could fit into a single binder? I think that depends on how much you do at a show. Um, Our first show sold out, and it was a supernatural convention. And we sold out of plastic sleeves, too, because photo ops are a big part of what they do. So some of those people had 10 photo ops. It depends on if you put artwork and comics in them. You could get, if you're going to a smaller show and you do a few things at each show, you could probably get two or three shows in a journal. If you have one big show you're going to, it's probably going to be a journal per show. It just depends on how you use it. Awesome. Um, now, I know personally business cards are a huge thing that just gets lost. I've, I remember thinking, I remember getting that thing, that card from that vendor that I wanted to go back to, and it's lost on my desk somewhere, probably thrown away. So that's one of the main draws that I've seen from this. Um, 
And the fact that you have a pen <laughs> carrier. The Sharpie attached. Yeah. And the business card, we that's why we made VendorQuest as part of it. Because at first we were like, you know, do we include a vendor page? But I think that's super important because you see a lot of cool stuff that you maybe don't want to get at the time, but you want to note down, take a picture of, slap their business card on there, whatever. And then you'll remember why you loved it, where it was, instead of losing it forever. And then with the business card sleeve, too, and then there's the big zipper pouch. So, you know, a lot of times they give out these different size cards. Oh, yeah. Slap them in that little, you know, zipper pouch and you're good to go. Awesome. Now, um, I see that you've started out with T-shirts. Uh-huh. Uh, how long have you been doing t-shirts? We've been doing t-shirts about five years now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we started out a little bit of a different brand. We really turned to pop culture about three years ago or so, and that's where our focus has been. But obviously now we've really, all of our heart and soul is in the journals at this point. It is, you know, we think it's a great idea. We think it can really expand people's whole con experience. And not only to the people who go, but then they can show, they have this book to show off, and maybe people understand a little bit more what we're doing at these cons, you know? Um, now, I'm a, a trading card game player, mm-hmm. and at the tail end of the Kickstarter, after I think it was after it was done, yep. uh, you and I talked about the trading card yes. sleeves. You Have those been made, or are they a future product that's going to come out? Well, I um, talked to the guys at Ultra Pro who donated some for our Kickstarter project. So we actually have some singles available in our booth right now. And like I said, it's standard three-ring size. So if you have any trading card holders already, you can incorporate them right into your journal. Oh, nice. And then we are going to start packaging these as an add-on with all of our journals. Trading card sleeves um, and then four-by-six photo sleeves as well. Now, uh, one of the things, um, the binder is is really beautiful. It's red. Uh, it looks like it's, uh, is it... Uh, fabric or is it it is a canvas it is a 10 a 10 ounce a hundred pound or 10 10 ounce a hundred pound it's yeah. a little bit heavy i mean a hundred percent cotton um so it's got a really nice uh feel texture we had the custom screen printing and then um we had the binding on there and it's faux leather but it's super durable and thick and then they actually hand sew each ring into there so it's very you know it's very customized it's very individual. You couldn't go get this anywhere else. Uh, one of the things, especially if you go to multiple conventions like I do, mm-hmm. uh, my friends do, uh, putting like uh, something on the spine that says, this was Gen Con 2014, that would really be cool. Yes, yes. That's one thing that we talked about doing. We originally also talked about doing pages in the front that are um, specific to each con. And next year, we'd like to add some gamer-specific pages for Gen Con. So we're going to be talking to Gen Con about what they think we should add to make it very game-specific and help out a little bit, you know, a little bit in that area with, okay, I'm going to have pages for the games I want to try, the old games I need to play, that kind of thing. That's great. Yeah. Um, uh, Lately, Gen Con has been, like, not licensing, but allowing people vendors to like like the leather shop has stuff mm-hmm. uh off-world mm-hmm. designs mm-hmm. it would be great if they would allow you to oh wouldn't it be awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes we would love that too yeah we would love that too because this is really unique and um i was excited about uh, backing it and i'm excited about talking to you about thank it thank you so much yes uh so 
what is the next steps for you? What's the next leap for you? Okay, the next steps for us, well, we also have, just so you guys know, we have a custom tote bag to carry it around to make it super easy. It's got a long handle, and it, it lays in the front so you can just, you know, get out your journal and have access to it very easily. Um, we have uh, Wizard World Chicago next weekend and New York Comic Con in October. Um, and then our next step, and we're in discussions now with each other about doing another Kickstarter for a smaller version of the journal. So maybe it's somebody who comes to a show, but they don't need the 8x10 sleeves for you know comics or photo ops. They just want something smaller. So it will be expanding the journal line, adding different pages, and maybe making a smaller size as well. Awesome. Um, now, are you planning on coming back to Indy um, next year for any conventions yet, or is that still in the planning stages? Well, we're always going to be at Gen Con. I mean, absolutely, definitely Gen Con. Um, I don't know what's happening with Indy PopCon. Um, I, we may be at Wizard World. Um, I think for Indiana Comic Con, we are actually going to be not in town that weekend. I think I'll be at the Supernatural Las Vegas show because that's where it all started for us. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so we, we have to go back there. But um, yeah. so, yes, you know, as, as much as we can do it, we're going to try to do it. That makes sense. Yeah, the PopCon, Indie PopCon, uh, we were, uh, the established facts was there. Mm-hmm. We had a booth and everything. It was actually really well laid out. So. Really? well laid out yeah. show those guys are super nice yeah. they really were excited about the journals and they were really great to work with so i hope know. to see you i yes. hope to see you there absolutely so. absolutely well um anything else you want to say before we uh wrap this up i just want to say thank you so much to the gen con community for backing us they were the biggest portion of our backers and it just it just warms my heart because i'm from indianapolis and it just made me so happy and if you uh didn't get one on the kickstarter you can order it at conquest journal.com excellent well thank you Shelley very much for all uh, for this interview and um, for the journal uh, this is Derek Newton from the established facts at Gen Con 2014 and I will check you guys out later bye Hello, Established Factors. This is Dr. Deb, and they have set me loose at Gen Con 2014 with the recorder. So I am so excited. I'm at one of my favorite booths. Um, I shouldn't really call it a booth. It's really a block um, in the exhibit hall in all of Gen Con. You guys know if you listen to the pre-Gen Con episode, I was headed toward Mayfair, right? Well, I'm at Mayfair. So I've already gotten a couple of ribbons, but I'm getting a chance to talk to Chuck, who is going to tell us um, even more about Mayfair because... I've got to tell you, Chuck, this is huge. You guys yeah. were big last year. How big are you guys? How um, much did you expand? It's Yeah, it's it's bigger. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh. And you guys have gone to a, a slightly different ribbon system because now there's the Defender. There's the... I, I, I haven't seen all three of them. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> now when you become a knight before, then we started giving alternate resources, cloth, paper, coin. Right. I know that one. Now you're... Um, Going from night to you can get a adventurer ribbon, uh-huh. a squire ribbon, okay. a veteran ribbon, okay. a merchant ribbon. Wow! And there's, I think, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Too many to count. Yes. And what do you get when you get all of these new ribbons? Is this raffle drawings, I assume. And... Well, you get more raffle tickets, okay. yeah, and you get you get more swag. Awesome. Um, 
and beyond that, they just told me they would explain it to me later. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> just just do what we tell you. We'll get back to you on that exactly, one. Exactly. Yes. Um, so what is new this year at Mayfair? I know usually every year you guys seem like you have a, a big game that you're pushing. Um, anything? What's new and exciting out there for the folks who are Mayfair fans and who want to know what's what's new with Mayfair this year? Well, we actually have. Um, I would say four new games mm-hmm. that are that are pretty exciting at Gen Con this year. Okay. Um, because uh, uh, earlier uh, in the year, we bought Lookout Games. Okay. And so they are actually at Gen Con for the first time. Okay. And in the past, they have always debuted new games at Essen in okay. Germany. Oh, okay. But they actually brought two new games with them to Gen Con. Great. So we have Gold Hoy and we have Johari okay. from, from um, Lookout. And then for Mayfair, uh, we have two new games. We have Villainy, mm-hmm. which is a very uh, Dr. Horrible mm-hmm. uh, supervillain-type game. Okay. You play rather uh, comical supervillains <laughs> um, whose goals are a bit odd, I guess I would say. <laughs> um, uh, you win the game by completing what they call their magnum opus. Okay. Um, and for one of the villains, um, there's a, a deck of them. Okay. And you're going to draw three and pick one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be that you want to make all rainbows black and white. <laughs> awesome. And this is really going to cement you uh, as as a as a great villain for all time. Absolutely. Sounds um, like yeah. Sounds like yeah. some of those great cartoon yes villain yes, exactly. movies we all love. Yes. Uh, or you could uh, want to decaffeinate the world's coffee supply. Oh, now that's some serious stuff right that there. That is pure evil. Oh, yes. it is. It really yes. is. That's yes. cruel. Yes. So it, it, your goals are things like that. Okay. Um, and then, of course, along the way, you want to defeat your uh, nemesis, who is named Fantastiman. Oh, awesome. So, yes. He sounds very noble. <laughs> yes. And so it's uh, it's kind of a... Um, uh, it's got some randomness in terms of it's got several decks of cards in it. Okay. And you're going to use those cards to build up your your main villain and his henchmen. Okay. Each villain has three henchmen. Okay. It's going to have a right-hand man... A special, a specialist, and a fighter. Okay. So, um, and you need to build them up because to complete your magnum opus, e- each of them has different requirements. Okay. So you might need a specialist with a high intellect to uh, make the rainbows help you make the rainbows black and white. Sure. Got it. <laughs> so it sounds like yes. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it myself. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So, and uh, then we also have bedpans and broomsticks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which. Uh, uh, is a game where all the players but one play uh, old folks in a nursing home. Okay. Who want to get out and go to the park. Is that what you were running a few minutes ago? That okay, is. I'm yes. going to sit down and I'm going to be playing that. Just all, all the right. factors. I want to awesome. give that a try. Excellent. <laughs> and the remaining player controls the doctor and nurses. Okay. And they just want the old folks to stay in bed. Sure, absolutely. It's just better that way for everyone. Absolutely. It's quieter, you know. It's less work. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> They've got TV. They've got pudding. Sure, fine. They they'll just they'll stay be inside. fine. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, and it's uh, um, it's designed by Frederick Morrison, who, if you are familiar with a lot of Mayfair games, um, he has designed uh, Boxes Banquet for us. Uh huh. He has designed uh, Nuns on the Run for us. Uh huh. He designed Whitewater for us. Okay. So he does a lot of games with uh, interesting things with movement. Yes. And so he's doing that again. Like Nuns on the Run was a stealth game mm-hmm. where you. The movement was actually hidden. Right. The players were keeping track of their movement on a pad. Right. And only when they were seen by the nuns did mm-hmm. they actually have to place their pieces on the board. Okay. In in Bedpans and Broomsticks, it's more of a chase game mm-hmm. where each player has two 
uh, elders that they're controlling. Okay. One of whom is really them, and one of whom is their decoy. Oh wow! So you're you're trying to keep the the player controlling the nurses from knowing which one is really you. Right. Keep them after the decoy so that yes. you can actually get out of there. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm a, that's amusing. Well, actually, it's hilarious because I'm actually a doctor. Okay. So in real life, I'm a family medicine physician. So that is absolutely hilarious. So I definitely have to try this game. <laughs> it will probably come home with me. Um, so I'm going to ask you, I, probably not a tough question for you, but we have some of our listeners who are, who are big RPGers or video mm-hmm. gamers, but they're really not as much board game players. And so they're kind of like, well, you know, I don't know if Mayfair really has anything that I'm going to be interested in. You know, oh, it's, it's where the kids go to play. I've heard that one, too. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, excuse me. You know, I'm, but yeah. anyway. Um, so what would you say to those listeners to get them interested to give Mayfair a try? Oh, in fact... There's an announcement. Okay. Now, now that I no longer have to compete with the big voice in the sky. Yes, exactly. Now you've all you've all heard the the, the voice of well, he's not really God, but he sort of sounds like it every once in a while. Yes. Um, okay. I I guess it would depend on where you were coming from. For mm-hmm. for a role playing gamer. Yeah. Um. And and this is really. Going to be kind of an odd choice to, to a lot of board game people, mm-hmm. but I think I would recommend Candamere. Okay, which is a, it's actually a game in the in the Catan line. Okay, um, but it actually um, shows the the struggles of the first um, settlers on the island of Catan. Okay, and and instead of being the regular strategy settlers of Catan that right. we all know, sure. this is um, you're controlling characters, mm. and you have washed up on this island with nothing. And so you are, for example, um, each each character has uh, different ability scores and and skills. Nice. And so it's really kind of a a, a minimalist RPG melded with a board game. Nice. And so you're exploring the island, and as you explore the island, you're going to get resources, and you might find some ore, and then turn that into a sword. And you trade that sword to a character in the game, and he adds a room onto your house. Oh, nice! <laughs> so, and you're you're trying to you're trying to get all these various things for points. Sure, fantastic, obviously. right? Yeah. So, okay. I think I would yeah. go with that one. Yeah, um, definitely. For a video game player, mm. I guess it would depend on what kind of video games you like. Right. But if you like, let's say that you're a Skyrim guy. There you go. My husband plays Skyrim. That works. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. I think almost everyone plays Skyrim. I think so, it's too. pretty great. Yeah. Um, I think I would go with the game with a lot of exploration to it. Okay. Um, for example, um, in uh, in Star Trek Catan, the map is going to be different every time you play. Right. So especially if you like the science fiction angle, mm-hmm. that might be the, the best way to learn Catan. Okay. Um, or like in Bedpans and Broomsticks... You, you build the map as you go along. Okay. So yeah. for players who kind of like the exploration angle, I, I would probably pick one of those two games. Awesome. What about more of a fighting style? What if these are the people who, you know, get, get me into like a, you know, I don't know, a Diablo or get me into a, a fighting yeah. game? Do you have anywhere you're kind of fighting other players or fighting maybe a main bad guy? Anything like that? Um, we do have uh, Van Helsing mm-hmm. and... Uh, Witch of Salem, okay, which are more horror-themed games, yeah. okay, cooperative, um, where you are 
occasionally running into baddies who are more often than not killing all of you. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so you better, better fight them off because otherwise that won't end too yes. well. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, so I've got to ask, are you guys going to be even bigger next year? Because, dear, dear goodness, this is incredible. Yes. Uh, every year I think to myself it couldn't possibly get bigger. Right. But then somehow it, it seems to do just that. Yeah. yeah. So. And you guys are also in Hall E, right? And yes. that's where you're running other Catan games. Uh, is that where the big Catan game is at? Yeah. Okay. In, in Hall E, we do our um, um, and it's both Mayfair games and and Catan games. Okay. We have we have giant versions of them. Okay. Like we have uh, we have oversized tabletop versions. Okay. But then we also have versions that you're playing on the floor on a on a nine foot by nine foot carpet oh that's fun so nice. um and we have we have various games like that um we have a settlers of america okay um, um federation space mm-hmm. which is uh our map set for star trek awesome okay um which uh um if you want to talk about deep nerdery mm-hmm. yes we actually found on memory alpha there was a map of the Federation that has been on Kirk's office in several of the movies. Yes, yeah. And it was actually the map of the original five-year mission. Oh, my goodness. And so yeah. we took that and we turned it into a Catan map. <gasps> I love it because I am a huge Star Trek geek, like like yes. classic original Star Trek geekdom, yes. and now that's up my alley. Oh, yes. that's awesome. And okay. so, uh, yeah, and I, I personally got to nerd out a little on that because uh, yeah. uh, I'm the resident Star Trek geek mm-hmm. at Mayfair. And so uh, <laughs> yes. they... They like looked around and they were like, "Well, we want to put an almanac in with these maps. And okay. What we'd like you to do is uh, write down a little blurb about what episode, because every planet on the map appeared in an original season episode. Right. So write down what episode it appeared in and what happened there. Wow. So I oh. actually got paid to watch Star Trek for a while too. Oh. Uh, yeah. See, this is the job that I need, everybody. I, who needs to be taking care of runny noses when I could be watching Star Trek and get paid for it? Yes. Um, and then the World Catan Championships are coming up, and here yes. at Gen Con is—is is it the United States Catan Championship? How is that? How does that work? It, it I've is. seen signs yes. for it. Yes. Um, well, what happens is each country runs its own championship. Okay. So Canada has a championship. Right. Uh, America, Mexico. Right. Um, I, I believe there are 30-some-odd countries sending wow. representatives. I didn't know there were that many. Wow. Yes. And so the, the uh, at Gen Con and Origins, mm-hmm. we select the two uh, American champions. That okay. Are, so whoever wins the tournament at Gen Con mm-hmm. is going to go to Berlin to play against the... the Champions from the other thirty some odd countries wow. to to be the the world Catan champion. Oh, that's so. awesome! If I had a bunch of extra money, <laughs> I would go to Berlin just to watch that play. But um, that's yes. not happening this yes. year. But um, <laughs> although in the past uh, we have streamed it on the internet, really, so you might be able to watch it there. So yes. if I go to, let me see if I can do it. Is your website? Is it? It's MayfairGames.com. Yes. Okay, so there might be a link up there that I might be able to, yes. to catch on. If to. we are able to live stream, we, okay. we did it. Uh, the the 
it alternates between Europe and America. Okay. Where the, where the world championship is. Got it. And the last time we did it in America, we were able to live stream. Fantastic. So I'm not sure if we're going to be able to pull it off again, but if we right. can, we will definitely let people know where it is. Awesome. Awesome. Because I may, I may tune in because <laughs> I like Catan, but to watch the world champions play Catan, it's got to be a little mind-blowing. So. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners before I get myself over and start winning some more ribbons? <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to say uh, if you're if you're close enough to, uh, to get here by Saturday, mm-hmm. um, we are doing... Um, we created a crazy board game for the show Parks and Recreation okay. called The Cones of Dunger. Okay. They, they actually wanted... Um, uh, one of the characters on the show was out of work for a while, uh-huh. and he's a gamer. Okay. And so he basically created this insane board game okay. that, like, has... Um, it has, like, nine different classes in it, mm-hmm. and um, um, you're, you're trying to collect cones. Okay. They're these giant oversized cones. Right. And but before you can get a cone, and you have to get three cones to win. Okay. But to get a cone, you have to build an entire civilization just to get one cone. <laughs> oh my heavens! And it has crazy rules. Like basically, we tried to make the the most bizarre, over the top game right. ever for for comedy. Sure. Uh, like every turn, you roll dice to see how many dice you roll. Oh, that's hilarious! So it's got it's got great things like that. Great. Um, <laughs> and it's got a bunch of characters that have just completely insane, over the top. Uh, uh, kind of third edition D and D class names. Awesome, like like the Ar- Arbiter. Yes. Oh, <laughs> the Arbiter of Get. Yes. Oh my goodness. And uh, one of the one of the players plays uh, uh, the Ledgerman. Oh, okay. Who uh, does nothing but keep score hmm. because the game is that complicated. You just need someone to keep score. <laughs> okay. But he gets to wear a fancy sailor's cap. Oh, awesome. Well, well he keeps, so yes. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, I'd sign up for that so, job. I get the cool hat. Yeah. Um. Exactly. So it started like we basically tried to make the world's most unplayable game. Absolutely. Because it was going to be yep. for like a ten-minute comedy sketch. Sure. In the midst of a sitcom. Sure. And I'm not really sure how it happened, but then somewhere along oh, the no. way, we decided to turn it into a real game. Into a real game, of course. Yes. Of course. Because every gamer who probably played this is probably like, oh, you really need to just make this for real. Because right. Well, yeah. Many, many people saw it, and we almost immediately started getting asked when we were going to do it. So, <laughs> um, I'm not sure we're going to be able to make it into something we can sell. Okay. Because the, it would probably cost about $100. Like, oh, wow. There are so many components Right. So many pieces we and parts really, to it. We really went crazy. Uh, and to make it match what we had said it was on the show right we went it it just requires a ton of components sure but we did get a version together um um, saturday night uh on georgia street okay for charity um we are going to uh have 32 people play a game of cones of dungeon so, what time is that going to be on Saturday? I have that to is that is uh, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Okay, yes. I'm asking because I didn't know about this, and I may show up to this because yes. this may be. You can it, tickets to play uh-huh. in it are sold out. Okay, but you can come can and watch. Just watch what yes. what watch this yes. game. Okay. And there will also be uh, things that you can bid on, and, and again, all the money is going to the official Gen Con charity. Awesome. Um, so, which I believe is Big Brothers Big Sisters. I think it is this year. That sounds yeah. correct. I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah. Tell you yeah. what. Awesome. Fantastic. So. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you anymore. You're running games, and I want to play some myself. So Excellent. thank you so much for your time. Yes. We wish you a even more successful Gen Con this year than last year, which I think <laughs> you're well on your way to that. So it's Looking really good, yeah. All right. Thanks again. It's very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too.
so, established factors. Uh, this is your host, Big Don, and uh, I am joined at Gen Con 2014 with uh, the very own Mike Williams of uh, Umba, and he has agreed to kind of hang out and chat with us and let us know how his Gen Con's going today. So, uh, so Mike, if you don't mind, can you give me a little bit of an overview of what Umba does and kind of the things that you guys are attempting to do? Well, okay, so you ever just have one of those ideas you couldn't shake? Um, we just came up with this idea that there ought to be a way to organize tournaments and get your friends together and have it be all social networky with live streaming and the whole thing, and it all just exists. And in fact, the way I like to say is uh, Umba, you know, uh, is we're like LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where you manage people you work with. Umba is where you manage people you play with. Um, and we just like the idea that anybody can set up a, any kind of tournament of any kind with their friends and buddies or whatever, or, or even game stores can do it, or you know, big organizations can do it. And one of the things we wanted to prove was that we could, that we could handle extremely large tournaments. And so to do that, we decided we'd set the Guinness World Record for the largest rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock tournament in history. Of course, it turns out that the current one is 2,826 yeah. people, and that turns out to be a hell of a lot of people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but as we speak, we've just crossed over 2,600. All right. We still got about four hours left, and I think I think we're going to pull it off. Good. Uh, in fact, uh, the reason, reason you and I are walking right now is we're walking to go pick up the Guinness Book. Very uh, good. That'll Very be good. awesome. So, um, I know that you guys have a partnership with, I believe it's Mayfair, Mayfair this yeah. year as well. And also Cryptozoic. Okay, very cool. So, yeah. so what have you? In, uh, in what capacity are you guys working with them? Yeah, we're running both the, the tournaments of both those organizations. And by the way, we couldn't be more thrilled. We love Mayfair, and you know, and Cryptozoic's just a mile and a quarter down the street from us in Irvine, California. Uh, so we have a relationship with them too. But it's you know, honestly, we, we would have liked to have run every tournament here, except that you know we're just not ready. I mean, right. our site. I mean, we had to. Uh, we had to ship our site uh, you know, early just to get it done on time for Gen Con, and so we didn't want to we didn't want to bite off more than we could chew, you know. So we're uh, you know, but we are helping them run their tournament, and they tend to get even better. Now for for Catan, we created the Catan Tournament Player, which is an app that's up on the App Store and also an Android version that you know that that the players can use to keep score of the tournament even as they're playing the tournament. You know, and what's nice about it is the very act of keeping score causes those scores to be magically put up in the cloud where it can do things like show up on their persona pages, you know, and it can also, uh, you, if you're watching the live streaming video of the match, you can see the scores pop up on the video. I mean, all kinds of really cool stuff like that, you know, and, it, and if anything, we hope it's easier to play using the app than it would be without using the app. Because you, know, you know, I've played Catan, and sometimes you don't even know you've won because yeah. you lose count. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and I can I can imagine that it just it's just a lot easier to keep things streamlined in the tournament, and it probably helps with time and and uh, being able to have time management, and you're not worried so much about confusion on the board and things like that. Well, I'll tell you, we had this idea that all tournaments are basically the same, and we immediately discovered that no two tournaments have anything in common. <laughs> yeah. And, but for that reason, there's all kinds of cool stuff that different kinds of tournaments have different features they need, and by implementing it once in a generic fashion, other tournaments can benefit from it. So, one of my favorite stories is the World Series of Beer Pong, which we'll be doing in January. Oh, I the guess. The World Series of Beer Pong 
required that they have some people playing in round two and round three, even while round one is still going on, because they want to keep all of their tables going. And um, that was an interesting requirement. Well, we've applied that to things like the Catan tournament, where you know you could have players that sit down for round one and start their games right away. They don't have to wait for every single player to be ready. Okay. And they can all have their own individual clocks going, round clocks, because it's all being done by the cloud. Gotcha. So the cloud knows that their time is up instead of a host having to remember it. Okay. You know, I mean, it's really good. I mean, you know, for people who play poker, this kind of stuff's actually pretty commonplace in the world of poker. Uh, but we're bringing those kinds of, you know, major tournament management systems to, you know, to the rest of us, to, the, to, to you know, the, the hobby game industry. Well, that's very cool. I know um, uh, for a time I did a lot of uh, competitive magic tournaments and things like that, and I, I know that's definitely one thing that uh, uh, some tournaments have an issue with is, you know, you have to have all the players there at the same time, making sure everybody's, you know, starting at the same time, everybody has the same time frame to fill, and things like that. So I can imagine when you have an opportunity to multiple games going on depending on the level of by the way and I don't deny that, that, that that's a lot of fun it's actually kind of exciting that everybody's sitting at their table ready to go and if you've got a huge venue and lots of tables and chairs like, like here at Gen Con I mean Magic I mean I think they literally have 400 tables back there yeah. Yeah. and so it's kind of cool to get everybody sitting down and waiting for the master game clock to go off and stuff and of course we support that too but in a, in a smaller environment, like a game store, if you want to run a tournament, you may not have enough space for everybody. Yeah, that's absolutely so, true. So it's neat to get the early birds off and running before the later guys show up and so forth. Um, but that's another thing. People ask us, you know, which kinds of formats and structures we support, and the answer is all of them. Right. You know, we, you know we're going to do Swiss and, and, and you know, round robin and single M, double M, and all that stuff. In fact, we, we've already done triple LM. I've never, I, I never thought anybody in the world would ever play a triple elimination tournament. But one of the first events we were ever involved with was uh, the Maui Invitational. It's a basketball, oh, very cool. it's a basketball thing. But it, I swear to you, it's triple elimination. Cool. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, <laughs> Down there, take a right. It's at the end of the block. All right, so we've just given you know <laughs> ste- we've just given Steak and Shake directions to go. one of the people here at Gen Con. There you go. Because we're a full service company. That's right. That's right. Gosh darn it. Um, so, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, doing a beer pong tournament. Obviously, you're working with uh, Mayfair yes. and Cryptozoic and things like that. Beer pong Catan. That, that, that has, you know, that, well, I like the I'm combination down. there. I'm down. Um, so, what uh, what other sort of events uh, are you looking forward to in the rest of your 2014? Well, I personally, I like the oddball ones. The, the weirder it is, the more fun it is for me. So, um, And I like the little guy. Um, and, uh, oh, my, my Mayfair, my... Uh, Guinness guy is here, I just don't see him. So for a lot of our video game records, you can actually go and film yourself um, attempting a video game record, put it on YouTube, and submit it to the site, and we'll actually adjudicate it in the office in New York, London, Tokyo. And you can actually set records through the website like remote um, from, remotely okay. so um, yes. and in the near other, future you'll be able to put that on Umba TV as well yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and I mean there, there's other things uh, so you know most dice stacked blindfolded in 30 seconds things like that Ooh. where we can get a really clear view of what you're doing okay um, and adjudicate it we're starting to do some of those online but the vast majority come in through paper okay, okay. very cool yeah alright so 
so Mike, I know we talked a little bit before uh, before I hit record, but in general, uh, you've been pretty darn busy this weekend. Oh yeah. Um, but overall, what, uh, what has been your experience for, from what I found out, your first Gen Con? Well, I got to say, uh, you know, these are my people. I've been in the board game uh, industry my whole life. I used to run a game store. Um, I, my, my haunts were, uh, uh, you know, uh, Orcon and Gateway out in Orange County, California, L.A., uh, which is where I'm from. Um, but this is my first ever Gen Con, and I got to say, what a crowd. It was like almost, I think it's, we're pushing 60,000 people here so far. It's just a fantastic bunch of people, and you know they say it's the best four days days in gaming. I I, conf- I confirm that. Yeah. It's fantastic, and and what a what a, we're so so pleased that uh, you know Gen Con seems to have embraced us, and we've embraced them back. We you know we are we were going to be here for a long time. We've totally enjoyed this. Very good. Well, I know we talked a little bit about um, as far as uh, speaking of size. Uh, you know you're you're running tournaments for Mayfair and Cryptozoic this weekend, um, but in general. Obviously, that's not where you want to stop. Oh yeah, no. We're hoping that we're hoping we can run all the tournaments at Gen Con. In fact, we're we're talking to Gen Con themselves about you know can we help make you know make their process a little bit more efficient. You know, most people sign up for the tournaments online, and then they got this whole ticket system and stuff. And you know, and honestly, it's it's good technology, it's the best technology I've seen. But it could be way better. And I yeah. think I think we Umba can help in that department. We'd like to. Um, you know, it's my vision that within a year or two, maybe every tournament here is running using us. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Know. You know, and I should say, we're free. We are free okay. now and free forever. Every, we're, we're trying to create a singular place where people can advertise their events, where players can meet up with each other and do stuff. You know, we'll, we'll figure out a way to make out make our money through the use of advertisements or something like that. We're not even worried about that right now. We, we don't have a single ad on our site. I mean, right now, we just want to create... Uh, a destination place where all of us can go to find out what the latest game is. You know, you were talking earlier about, you know, let's say Netrunner has a new edition out. You know, we'd love to have a place where they can announce that, where people would find it. I mean, you can put it on Facebook, but it's going to get lost in the in you right. know, in the malice storm of finding out what people had for breakfast, you know. Right. So you, you kind of lose that kind of stuff. I'd like Uma to be a more focused site where it's about... You know, truly, what's happening in the game world? What What is the latest? Well, and it seems it's. Uh, you know, we did a, an interview with uh, Tracy Hickman, and one thing that he really um, uh, is passionate about is kind of streamlining the con the con opportunity for people, and, and yeah. that's kind of what we talked about a little bit with the the netrunner thing. Um, but uh, it seems like that's kind of what Umba is attempting to do is really really make yeah. it make it to where it's it's a lot more fun to get enrolled in the tournament and to find out your results yeah. and things like that. So Tur- tournaments make any game more fun. Right. You know, even if you're not playing a tournament every day, the fact that there are tournaments makes the game fun. That's right. You know, uh, and I got to say that you know, you don't want the tournaments to get in the way. You don't want right. it, you don't want the when a guy leaves a tournament, you don't want his experience to be that I stood in line for 4 hours and then I had to wait for 2 hours and then I had to wait between rounds for 2 hours. I mean, that, that's terrible. We want it to be fun and slick and cool and and I'm I've been a lifelong player of tournaments. Right. I, I started my first game club when I was 10 years old. It was called Adventures Inc., which is a dungeon-venturing entourage, never tiring until reaching exalted status in nameless caverns. 10 years old, and I was running tournaments out of my backyard with all my local friends. That's very cool. You know, so here I am 47 now, 37 years later. I still have a huge passion for tournaments. And you know what? I'm tired of paper and Excel spreadsheets being the state of the art. It's time we we had a real product that anybody could use that was easy. Well, and and one thing we've discussed recently on uh, um, the established facts is, is using technology to the advantage of 
yeah. of your hobby, you know, and, and uh, you know, we kind of touched on it with the uh, Guinness Records and things like that. Is like being able to use YouTube or Facebook or things like that. That's even though that's kind of the mainstream social networking thing. Those are tools that, if used appropriately, can really help promote yeah. the experience that a gamer can have at any one time. Absolutely. Those handful of us who actually play uh, seven-player diplomacy, we can find each other. There you go. You know, because there's not a lot of us, right. and uh, it's important that the internet be used for that purpose. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's not all about hashtags. Sometimes, you know, yeah, you just yeah. want to sit down and play a game. Hashtag wars. That's like right. It. There all you right. go. Well, thank uh, you very much. Yeah, then. Mike, I just want to say I really appreciate you giving us an opportunity to kind of hang out and talk to you. Uh, I wish you all the best of luck uh, with the Guinness uh, Guinness Records thing. And uh, we're sweating you know, it. We're sweating it. We we are going to be super excited to see what happens with Umba for next year at Gen Con 2015. And uh, we will be looking for great things to come for you all year. Thank you so. Thank much. you so much. Great, great day. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. You guys have a great day. Yes. Have a good con. Please visit us at www.theestablishedfacts.com and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theestablishedfacts. If you'd like to support us by buying some merchandise, visit cafepress.com slash castingrobot. Bonus.